Hello and welcome back to Tevading Patiently, the appreciation podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our national treasure, Aaron Tevate. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and today's episode will be more of a dive deeper one based off of the two interview articles that were recently released as a result of Aaron's January 17th return to the Rouge. The exclusive Broadway Direct article was released on January 17th, and 20 Minutes with Tony Award-winning Aaron Tveit by Carlton English was released on January 23rd. In both articles, Aaron discusses his decision to return to Moulin Rouge and how the experiences this time around are similar and different to his first run. Some of the parts of each interview really stuck out with me, so I wanted to discuss them more here today. In the Broadway Direct article, Aaron is asked if he knew back in May when he first left the show that he would be returning for this limited run. And this is a question that I've had on my mind too, and I wish I would have asked him when I met him at Rizzoli Book Signing in December, the day after he announced he was returning. But at that meeting, I was really just focused on keeping my shaking hands at bay, saying hello, and giving him the card that my son had made. Aaron shares in the article that while he didn't know in May that he would be back, he had expressed that he would always want to return. He was called about the limited run back in the fall and jumped at the chance. So that means that at his Kane concert in November, Aaron probably knew he'd be back. He sang Come What May as his encore that night for the first time on stage since May 8th, knowing that he would soon be back on stage again at the Hirschfeld singing as Christian the composer. Way to keep that secret, Aaron. Returning to the show is something that Aaron has always dreamed of doing, especially for a role that he's created from the ground up. And Christian is his third originated Broadway role after Gabe from Next to Normal and Frank Abagnale Jr. from Catch Me If You Can. And we all know that Aaron should have won Tonys for those originated roles as well, or at the very least, nominations. But we don't have time to dive into that right now. In both articles, Aaron spoke to what it was like being a part of the original cast and the development of the show, and now to return. In the Broadway Direct article, Aaron says that, quote, this is like the 5.0 version for me because we did The Lab, Boston, nine months on Broadway, and another seven months post-shutdown, and now here we are again, end quote. He went on to share that these chunks of time were spread out over the period of five years, so those times were different for him, and he as a person was different. In interviews prior to the return after the pandemic shutdown, and in the Moulin Rouge book by David Cody, Aaron and other cast members spoke to how meaningful the show is now, being that it's about a group of artists searching for a place to share their art, which is what all the Broadway actors had been doing during the COVID shutdown. They also spoke about how Satine coughing on stage and being sick has a different meaning after everything the world has gone through and is still continuing to go through. Not to mention cast changes. To me, the cast chemistry between Ricky, Aaron, and Tam is unmatched. What they created on stage and carried into their friendship off stage is straight magic. There's one Ricky Live where they're talking about simulations, 
and Ricky says something about Moulin Rouge nailing the cast lineup on their first go and nailing the chemistry. And Aaron chimes in with, and you want to tell me that's not a simulation? It does seem surreal how each of them were a piece to this spectacular puzzle. And when I saw the show twice before Aaron left, I had the opportunity to see both Natalie and Ashley as Satine. So seeing Ashley again with Aaron now just makes my heart happy. Their voices separately are so powerful. And then when you put them together, you're holding on for dear life. I also love that I had the opportunity to see Aaron back on stage with Saw before he leaves the show in two weeks. There will be a new Toulouse and a new Duke when I go next, and that's something special to look forward to. So even though Aaron has done over 500 performances of Moulin Rouge, wow, just saying that number is wild, he says it still feels new. Leading up to his return, he had just a few rehearsals over the course of two weeks, which Aaron said was just enough to help him get his bearings again. And we all remember the put-in rehearsal when it hit us that Aaron really was returning, when the clip of Aaron walking across the stage dressed as Christian to release the sign was released. There's different chemistry and energy to feed off of with the new cast members, and Aaron shares in both articles that he really is enjoying that. And even though it's hard to hear on his first night back with all the audience, excitement, and cheering, Aaron did in fact give us a Roxanne opt-up, and that was incredible. That was actually my first time hearing him opt up live, and I know I won't forget it, along with so many other aspects of that night. In the Broadway Direct article, they bring up the Roxanne opt up clip that pretty much broke the internet. And even now, all these months later, it still takes our breath away to watch and hear it. Aaron shared that they brought the idea of recording it to him as he was preparing to leave the show, and he shared that he's really happy to have it preserved. He went on to say that unless there's a full pro shot recording, which, hey, Moulin Rouge, we're still waiting for that, the performance of the songs exists in the past as soon as they're performed and finished on stage. He said that the response to the video then, and even still more now, is more than he could have ever imagined. He shared it in the Broadway Direct article that he's, quote, never had a song in a show that he can just rip into like that. End quote. And I feel like that's the perfect way to describe what Aaron does throughout Roxanne. It is unreal every single time he does it. And my son, he is obsessed with Roxanne. And he asked me after the Kane concert why Aaron didn't perform that song on stage. And his little five-year-old mind just could not grasp the amount of physical and emotional energy that it takes to perform that song. By the time this episode airs, Aaron will have been back as Christian for a week. The audience from Aaron's first time back was electric, and in the articles, Aaron shared that that's what he loves about Moulin Rouge audiences. He says there is nothing like the feelings he gets in his body when he first steps out to raise the sign and start the show. And as an audience member, there's nothing like the feelings we get when Aaron steps out to raise the sign. The excitement energy, anticipation, it's all building up to that beat drop and the appearance of the Lady M's, and then we are off and running and never stop. 
I actually just wanted to share one other funny story before wrapping up. The other day on TikTok, I posted a video of myself in a boat, and the caption said, On my way to find another job to fund more Moulin Rouge trips while Aaron Tveit is back. Never have I ever felt so validated and seen by the comments that were left on this video. So many of us are literally in the same boat, trying to find more ways to get back to the Rouge. From decluttering and selling things in our houses and basements, to picking up extra work shifts, to putting bonuses toward tickets, to pushing back hair appointments. The things that we do for Aaron Tveit, I tell ya, but he always makes it worth it. Thank you so much for listening today and for continuing to support this podcast. If you're looking for more fun Aaron content, follow me on Instagram at Tivating underscore patiently and on TikTok at Tivating patiently, no underscore. Hope to have you back here for episode 32.